0: letter one of the mirror of kong ho by ernest brahma this librivox recording is in the public domain letter one concerning the journey the unlawful demons invoked by certain of the barbarians their power and the manner of their suppression suppression the incredible obtuseness of those who attend within tea houses the harmonious attitude of a person of commerce venerated sire at whose virtuous and well-established feet an unworthy son now prostrates himself in spirit repeatedly having at length reached the summit of my journey that london of which the merchants from canton speak so many strange and incredible things i now send you filial salutations three times increased and in accordance with your explicit command i shall write all things to you with an unvarnished brush well assured that your versatile object in committing me to so questionable an enterprise was above all to learn the truth of these matters in an undeviating and yet open-headed spirit of accuracy and toleration of the perils incurred while travelling in the awe-inspiring devices by which I was transferred from shore to shore, and yet further inland, of the utter absence of all leisurely dignity on the part of those controlling their movements, and of the almost unnatural self-opinionatedness which led them to persist in starting at a stated and prearranged time, even when this person had courteously pointed out to them, by irrefutable omens, that not neither the day nor the hour was suitable for the venture i have already written it is enough to assert that a similar want of prudence was maintained on every occasion and as a result when actually within sight of the walls of this city we were involved for upwards of an hour in a very evilly arranged yellow darkness which had we but delayed for a day as i strenuously advised those in authority after consulting the sacred flat and round sticks we should certainly have avoided concerning the real nature of the devices by which the ships are propelled at sea and the carriages on land i must still unroll a blank mind until i can secretly and without undue hazard examine them more closely if as you maintain it is the work of captive demons hidden away among their most inside parts it must be admitted that these usually intractable beings are admirably trained and controlled and i am wide-headed enough to think that in this respect we might notwithstanding our nine thousand years of civilized refinement learn something of the methods of these barbarians the secret however is jealously guarded and they deny the existence of any supernatural forces but their protests may be ignored for there is undoubtedly a powerful demon used in a similar way by some of the boldest of them although its employment is unlawful a certain kind of chariot is used for the occupation of this demon and those who wish to invoke it conceal their faces within masks of terrifying design and cover their hands and bodies with specially prepared garments without which it would be fatal to encounter these very powerful spirits while yet among the habitations of men and in crowded places they are constrained to use less powerful demons which are lawful but when they reach the unfrequented paths they throw aside all restraint and calling to their aid the forbidden spirit which they do by secret movements of the hands they are carried forward by its agency at a speed unattainable by merely human means by day the demon looks forth from three white eyes which at night have a penetrating brilliance equal to the fiercest glances of the sacred dragon in anger if any person incautiously stands in its way it utters a warning cry of intolerable rage and should the presumptuous one neglect to escape to the roadside and there prostrate himself reverentially before it it seizes him by the body part and contemptuously hurls him bruised and unrecognizable into the boundless space of the around frequently the demon causes the chariot to rise into the air and it is credibly asserted by discriminating witnesses although this person only sets down as incapable of denial that which he has actually beheld that some have maintained an unceasing flight through the middle air for a distance of many lee occasionally the captive demon escapes from the bondage of those who have invoked it through some incautious gesture or heretical remark on their part and then it never fails to use them grievously, casting them to the ground, wounded, consuming the chariot with fire, and passing away in the midst of an exceedingly debased odor, by which it is always accompanied after the manner of our own earth spirits. This being, as this person has already set forth, an unlawful demon, on account of its power, when once called up, and the admitted uncertainty of its movements, those in authority maintain a stern and inexorable face towards the practice. To entrap the unwary, certain persons, chosen on account of their massive outlines, and further protected from evil influences by their pure and consistent habits, keep an unceasing watch when one of them himself lying concealed detects the approach of such a being he closely observes the position of the sun and signals to the other a message of warning then the second one shielded by the sanctity of his life and rendered inviolable by the nature of his garments his sandals alone being capable of overturning any demon from its path should it encounter them boldly steps forth into the road and holds out before him certain sacred emblems so powerful are these that at the sight the unlawful demon confesses itself vanquished and although its whole body trembles with ill-contained rage and the air around is poisoned by its discreditable exhalation it is devoid of further resistance those in the chariot are thereupon commanded to dismiss it and being bound in chains they are led into the presence of certain lesser mandarins who administer justice from a raised dais behold exclaims the chief of the captors when the prisoners have been placed in obsequious attitudes before the lesser mandarins thus the matter chanced the honourable wang although disguised under the semblance of an apple-woman had discreetly concealed himself by the roadside all but his head being underneath a stream of stagnant water when at the eighth hour of the morning he beheld these repulsive outcasts approaching in their chariot carried forward by the diabolical vigour of the unlawful demon although i had stationed myself several lee distance from the accomplished wang the chariot reached me in less than a breathing space of time those inside assuming their fiercest and most aggressive attitudes and as they came repeatedly urging the demon to increased exertions their speed exceeded that of the swallow in his hymeneal flight all shrubs and flowers by the wayside withered incapably at the demon's contaminating glance running water ceased to flow and the road itself was scorched at their passage the earth emitting a dull bluish flame these facts and the times and distances this person has further inscribed in a book which thus disposes of all possible defence therefore o lesser mandarins let justice be accomplished heavily and without delay for as the proverb truly says the fiercer the flame the more useless the struggles of the victim at this point the prisoners frequently endeavour to make themselves heard protesting that in the distance between the concealed wang and the one who stands accusing them they had thrice stopped to repair their innermost details, had leisurely partaken of food and wine, and had also been overtaken, struck, and delayed by a funeral procession. But so great is the execration in which these persons are held, that although murderers by stealth outlaws snatchers from the body and companies of men who by strategy make a smaller sum of money appear to be larger can all freely testify their innocence raisers of this unlawful demon must not do so and they are beaten on the head with chains until they desist then the lesser mandarins raising their voices in unison exclaim the amiable Sehai has reported the matter in a discreet and impartial spirit here our pronouncement these razors of illegal spirits shall each contribute ten tails of gold which shall be expended in joss sticks in purifying the road which they have scorched and in alleviating the distress of the poor and virtuous of both sexes the praiseworthy say hi, moreover, shall embroider upon his sleeve an honourable sign in remembrance of the event. Let drums now be beat and our verdict loudly proclaimed throughout the province. These things, O oh my illustrious father, although on account of my contemptible deficiencies of style much may seem improbable to your all-knowing mind, these things I write with an unbending brush for i set down only that which i have myself seen or read in their own printed records doubtless it will occur to one of your preternatural intelligence that our own system of administering justice whereby the person who can hire the greater number of witnesses is reasonably held to be in the right although perhaps not absolutely infallible is in every way more convenient but as it is well said to the blind night is as acceptable as day henceforth you will have no hesitation in letting it be known throughout Yinping that these foreign barbarians do possess secret demons in spite of their denials doubtless i shall presently discover others no less powerful with honourable distinction this person has at length grasped the essential details of the spoken language here. Not sufficiently well, indeed, to make himself understood on most occasions, or even to understand others, but enough to perceive clearly when he fails to become intelligible, or when they experience a like difficulty with him. Upon an earlier occasion, before he had made so much progress, being one day left to his own resources, and feeling an internal lack, he entered what appeared to be a tea-shop of reputable demeanour and seating himself at one of the little marble tables he freely pronounced the carefully learned word rice to the attending nymph to put aside all details of preparation into which indeed this person could not enter he waved his hand gracefully at the same time smiling with an expression of tolerant acquiescence as of one who would say that what was good enough to be cooked and offered by so entrancing a maiden was good enough to be eaten by him After remaining in unruffled tranquillity for the full portion of an hour, and observing that no other person around had to wait above half that period, this one began to perceive that the enterprise was not likely to terminate in a manner satisfactory to himself, so that, leaving this place with a few well-chosen phrases of intolerable regret in his own tongue, he entered another, and conducted himself in a like fashion. Towards evening, with an unperturbed exterior, but materially afflicted elsewhere, this person seated himself within the eleventh tea-shop, and pointed first towards his own constituents of digestion, then at the fire, and lastly in an upward direction, thereby signified to any not of stunted intellect, that he had reached such a condition of mind and body that he was ready to consume whatever the ruling deities were willing to allot whether boiled baked roast or suspended from a skewer in this resolve nothing would move him until after many maidens had approached with outstretched hands and gestures of despair there presently entered a person wearing the helmet of a warrior and the manner of a high official who spoke strongly, yet persuasively, of the virtues of immediate movement and a quiet and reposeful bearing. Assuredly a people who devote so little attention to the study of food, and all matters connected with it, must inevitably remain barbaric, however skilfully they may feign a superficial refinement. It is said, although I do not commit this matter to my own brush, that among them are more books composed on subjects which have no actual existence than on cooking and incredible as it may appear to be exceptionally round-bodied confers no public honour upon the individual should a favourable occasion present itself there are many who do not scruple to jest upon the subject of food or what is incalculably more depraved upon the scarcity of it Nevertheless, there are exceptions of a highly distinguished radiance. Among these must be accounted one into whose presence this person was recently led by our polished and harmonious friend, Kwang Sun, the merchant in tea and spices. This versatile person, whose business name is spoken of as Jones Bob Jones, is worthy of all benignant respect. And in a really enlightened country, would doubtless be raised to a more exalted position than that of a breaker of outsides, an occupation difficult to express adequately in the written language of a country where it is unknown. For his face is like the sun setting in the time of harvest, his waist garment excessive, and the undoubted symmetry of his middle portions honourable in the extreme so welcome in my eyes, after witnessing an unending stream of concave and attenuated barbarian ghosts, was the sight of these perfections of Jones Bob Jones, that instead of the formal greeting of this island, the unmeaning, how do you do it, I shook hands cordially with myself, and exclaimed affectionately in our own language, Illimitable Felicities! How is your stomach?" "'Well,' replied Jones Bob Jones, after Quang Sun had interpreted this polite salutation to his understanding, "'since you mention it, that's just the trouble. But I'm going on pretty well, thanks. I've tried most of the advertised things, and now my doctor has put me practically on a bread-and-water course—clear soup, boiled fish, plain joint, no sweets, a crumb of cheese, and a bare three glasses of hermitage.'" During this amiable remark, of which, as it is somewhat of a technical nature, I was unable to grasp the contained significance until the agreeable Kwang Sun had subsequently repeated it several times for my retention, I maintained a consistent expression of harmonious agreement and gratified esteem suitable i find for all like occasions and then judging from the sympathetic animation of jones bob jones's countenance that it had not improbably been connected with food i discreetly introduced the subject of sea snails preserved in the essence of crushed peaches by courteously inquiring whether he had ever partaken of such a delicacy "'No,' replied the liberal-minded person, when, encouraged by the protruding eagerness of his eyes at the mention of the viand, I had further spoken of the refined flavour of the dish, and explained the manner of its preparation. I can't say that I have, but it sounds uncommonly good, something like Turtle, I should imagine. I'll see if they can get it for me at Pym's.' this final tribute goes by a trusty hand in the person of one ki who is shortly committing himself to the protection of his ancestors and the voracity of the unbounded bitter waters and with brightness and gold it will doubtless reach you in the course of twelve or eighteen moons the superstitious here this person may describe when they wish to send messages from one to another inscribe upon the outer cover a written representation of the one whose habitation they require and after affixing a small paper talisman drop it into a hole in the nearest wall in the hope that it may be ultimately conveyed to the appointed spot either by the services of the charitably disposed passer-by or by the intervention of the beneficent deities with a multiplicity of greetings and many abject expressions of a conscious inferiority and attested by an unvarying thumb mark Kong ho, a feet branch of a pure and magnanimous trunk, to Kong a Pike, reclining beneath the sign of the lead tortoise in a northerly direction beyond the lotus beds outside the city of Yingping, the middle flowery kingdom, End of letter one.